Welcome back to the newest episode of penpodcast.com. I'm your host, Matthew Harms, founder of Pen for Hire, where we offer premier ghostwriting and author coaching services. Also, the creators of the Pen Podcast, where we sit with writers, writing industry professionals, subject matter experts, and all around interesting people. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Armand Rosamilia. How are you this morning, Armand? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've just had my second cup of coffee, so I'm almost awake. That is a good thing. I have actually not had any, and I don't. That would explain my brain lag. Um, shame <laughs> on me. Where uh, where are you joining us from? Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. So we are in the same time zone. That's always good. I've had some guests who are in California, and I'm like, if you only had two cups of coffee, God bless you at this hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you always been uh, in Jacksonville? No, I was born, in, born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, I came down here in 2001. Okay. So, so I've been down here for 20 of 52 years, whatever whatever the math on that one is. Do you find Florida is more conducive to writing than uh, New Jersey? Uh, Money-wise, you know, the cost of living down here is so much better. The, um, the weather is so much better. And, um, you know... There's 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 times if I still live in New Jersey, I'd be like, oh, I, I can't write today because I have to go and I have to go shovel uh, the driveway, <laughs> you know, those those types of days. And I'm I'm an inside person anyway. So like right now it's 76 degrees. It's nice and uh, sunny out and it's got a great breeze outside. So I'll open all the windows today until it hits about 80. And um, so it's, it's great. I mean, the weather is perfect. Uh, not that I ever hardly ever leave the house, but if I did. It's, it's yep. still nice. Every now and then I'll go somewhere. I'll bring my laptop with me and uh, I'll sit in a cafe or a Panera Bread or just even out in the backyard. I'll sit if it's if it drops down into like the mid 60s and it's really nice and cool. I'll just sit out there and I'll just write for a couple hours. That's actually one of my favorite things to do in the only two or three months we get that luxury here in New York is to go sit in my backyard with either my computer yeah. or my notebook um, and write. But I'm very much like you. I'd rather not be out in public. Just keep me in my office or out exactly. in my backyard where <laughs> I only have to interact with myself. Yep. That's, that's, a, that's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> How long have you been writing, Armand? My first short story was published in 1988. I was a senior in high school, and uh, I went through the 90s with all the uh, the zines. So I had a lot of short stories published through the 90s, um, early 2000s. I I took a break and went and got a couple of divorces under my belt, and then uh, about 12 years ago, I uh, I got laid off from a job. And I said, you know what, if, if I'm going to do this, I've been talking about this since I was 12 years old. If I'm going to do it, let me do it. And I got very lucky, um, you know, 2008, 2009 with, with Amazon and eBooks and all that. I jumped in at the perfect time and I've been full-time and able to make a career out of this. Uh, you know, it's, I think this is, this will be my 11th year now as a full-time author, able to pay my bills, my portion of the bills. Um, just from my writing. In fact, this this last year, I made more selling books than I ever did as a retail manager for 20 years. Really? Yeah. So I've, I've got questions. Let's start with what are you writing? What, what genre are you in? 
I started in I started horror. I I put out zombie books in 2008, 2009, and there weren't there was like 40 or 50 zombie books total on Amazon. Now that's like every day that that there was a period where like 50 or 100 dropped every day. So I got in on that. It was like the Wild West when Amazon first started. They were, you know, you just throw a book up and you were selling you know, two, 300 copies a week without, without advertising, without doing anything. It was great. Um, so I started doing horror zombie books, uh, ghost stories, whatever it was, monster, you know, monster books. And I've always been a big fan of crime thrillers, but I never really thought, okay, I could do this. And then 2005, uh, Amazon, uh, did a contest called Kindle Scout where you submit your 50,000 word book or more, but they did not want horror. They wanted thrillers. They wanted romance. They wanted stuff that would sell. And I got an idea for a crime thriller book called Dirty Deeds. And I wrote it, figured, okay, well, give it a shot. I mean, they had like 2,000 submissions every month for this contest. And I, I ended up getting a, con a contract. Only 200 books were ever published through uh, the Kindle Scout program and, and Dirty Deeds was one of them. So that really showed me that, you know what, I stop being a jerk. I can write crime thrillers. And so uh, that Dirty Deeds series is on, uh, I'm writing book 11 now. Uh, it'll be a 12 book series. And I also started writing a brand new one, First Coast Thriller series, which is a tie in to that series. And I did rapid release this, this year. So January, February, March. Book one, two, and three came out, and I'm working on book four now, which will be out in uh, June 15th. And then there will be two more books in that series by the end of this year. I'm going to do a six-book series, and then next year I'll do another six-book series, uh, again, set in the same world and probably combining the characters from the, some of the characters from the two series. So I'm, I'm looking way ahead. I'm still writing horror stuff, mostly short stories for anthologies, but most of my focus is crime thriller because I'm selling about 10 times the amount of books that, uh, that I ever did with horror. You know, it's, it's a horror is a very small, but rabid fan base. So I know if I put out a horror book tomorrow, I know I can get X number of sales on it immediately. I know that the, the fans are there, which is, which is great. But with crime thriller, it's a whole new fan base for me because I'm really, really focused on it the last year or so. And, uh, and that was with, with why I did this rapid release with this new series, the first three, three out of the six books, because I wanted to see um, how many I can get out there, how many I could sell. And it's so far, it's, it's just done phenomenal. It's uh, won a couple of awards already, a couple of audiobook awards. And so for me, that was kind of the justification, a pat on my back to not step away from the horror community, but step away as far as that's not going to be that was my focus for you know 10 years now it sounds like are you you're putting out a number of books a year clearly how quickly are you writing these i write every day uh my goal for the year is four hundred thousand words so i'm uh i'm pumping books out i also just i'm in the middle of uh, or the end of camp nanorimo in November, I do NaNoWriMo, and I write. Last year, last November, I think I wrote 80,000 words in the month. So that was like a crazy amount of uh, of, of writing. 
And uh, so if I write a 1,096 words a day, that's 400,000 words. Right now I'm on pace. Uh, and my, my writing goes from November uh, 1st or October 1st to September 30th of the next year. That's my, my fiscal writing year, I call it, because it sounds better. Um, I, am, uh, I should hit over 500,000 words this year. So I'm kind of planning out, okay, everything I have to write this year. Plus, um, I do Twitch live three days a week, and I write a short story live um, with with people in the chat. And it's it's literally, I have a title, I have nothing else, and I'm creating the story right there. And it could be for an upcoming anthology. It could be just an idea that I had. Uh, some, some days I'll literally go in and I look around and I'm like, I don't even have a I don't even have a story title <laughs> today, and I'll just look at an object in the room. Or uh, last week I had a waffle Waffle House shirt on, so I wrote a story about uh, a couple meeting to trade their kids off in the Waffle House. So it's 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 a great challenge for me um, to just create literally out of nothing. You literally have it could be a song title, it could be uh, something I overheard, it could be something my wife said to me. Uh, one of my kids said, doesn't matter. And it, you just start from there. So for me, that's, that's the fun of writing because, and I'm my, my board behind me, there's about 14 open projects I have right now. So I don't just write one thing at a time. Uh, like this morning I got up and I wrote uh, upside down, which is the fourth book in this new thriller series. I wrote a chapter of that, but then once you and I are done, I'll jump to Dirty Deeds 11, or I'll jump to a short story. Or I'll jump. So there's always things that are open. There's always things I'm working on. And, uh, you know, in my head, I know where the deadlines are. So I'm, I'm the kind of person, if you said to me, hey, you have a year from this date to write this story, a year from now, two days before, I, I'm, I'm really focused on that story. I really need that push, that deadline. Um, you know, if you say, hey, you know, you got to write a 5,000 word story and I'm giving you a month, well, I'm going to wait 27, 28 days before I even start the thing. And I love that. I love that, that pressure, that push that I have to get this thing has to be done. And I'm usually always a, a couple of days beforehand, I'll knock it out pretty quick. So um, for me, that's the, the, that's kind of part of the challenge. Thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com created by pen for hire thanks to technology authors are now able to reach their readers in new ways letting readers know who you really are why you wrote the book and that you welcome their questions and comments goes a long way to building a fan base outside of social media podcasts radio television newspaper and magazine interviews reach millions of people every day how can you get featured in more of these media channels? Working with a public relations specialist will open more doors than you ever thought possible. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get a free consultation today. Now back to the interview. So I love that you broke down your word go count goal by day. This is one of the biggest conversations I have with my clients <clears throat> who we coach or who are doing a chunk of their own writing on their project is not to sit down and think you need to write 20 pages a day or, or anything crazy. 
if you just do, like you said, 1,096 words is 400,000 words for the year, yeah. right? So for a, a short nonfiction book, you could literally write 250 words a day and be done in six months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's mentally, it's so much easier breaking it down that way. Cause you look and you go, okay, these, these uh, thriller books have to be 63,000 words. Well, that's a lot of words. But if you look and you go, you know what? I have two months to write this thing. And if I write 1,096 words, I'm done in like 50 something days. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm done uh, ahead of time. That's a lot better. You know, I have a spreadsheet where I, I'm constantly adding to it and I'm, highlighting when i'm ahead on my word count for the year um i highlight when i'm below and so i it, it really keeps me focused i open that things up every day and i look and i go where am i on the year where am i on these projects and to look and go okay i'm three days ahead on this one i don't have to write on this one today but this one now i'm way behind or this is a short story for an anthology that needs to be done in the next three days. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write it live on Twitch today. I'm gonna finish this story, and that's really the the kick in Twitch for me. I've been doing it for uh, almost a year now, and the the fun of that is there's people live in the chat room, so they're watching you write, and you know as you're going along. So sometimes I'll just say, Hey, I need a character. I hey, I need a profession. Hey, I need something, and a dozen people are posting and go and make him a cab driver, make him a dentist, make it whatever. And that's always fun. And then every now and then I'll use somebody's name from the chat. Um, I'll throw into the story. And then there's a lot of funny things. There's one, there's another author, Jay Wilburn, who's who also, he's the one who showed me uh, Twitch. He'll jump in and he wants every character to be named Beyonce. That's his, uh, that's his thing. So like, Hey, give me a character. Give me a, give me a, a name of a dog. He's like Beyonce. I'm like, Besides Beyonce, anybody else got anything? So now on these Twitch streams, are you <laughs> actually physically typing? Yeah, so I have my, I'll have my, uh, you'll be able to see the page that I'm working on. And then the, uh, the webcam, I'm in the corner. And so I'm literally, you're seeing the page, which starts with just a title in my name. And as I'm typing, uh, you're seeing you're basically seeing it live and then i'll uh read as i'm typing i i'm drives my wife crazy because i'll be in my office and she's like what did what what and i'm like no no, no I'm, I'm i'm working and i'm typing out dialogue because i for me you have to read the dialogue out loud for me to see that if it sounds like actual dialogue if it's not really stilted and it doesn't make any sense you know um, so for me, Twitch is just kind of, you know, a, another way to do that. So like when I did NaNoWriMo last year, last November, I wrote that entire book every day I was on Twitch live and I was writing the next part and the next part and the next part. So that really also helped me because I knew if I didn't jump on, people were sending me messages going, Hey, it's one o'clock. Where are you? You know, every day, one o'clock, I, I have to be on Twitch in order to, uh, to write that story. I also did uh on halloween at midnight once it became november 1st i was live on twitch for about two hours and i did like the first four thousand words of the of the book um with a lot of coffee and a lot of uh halloween candy and uh and there was about a dozen people on that were also writing that it also started their nanowrimo project at that time so 
it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a community. You know, you're 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 home all day by yourself, and um, sometimes you need to talk to other people. Sometimes it's fun. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm live on Twitch and uh, just talking to whoever's in the chat room. Anybody's got, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, um, I get to the, I write a page and then I take a break and I'm like, all right, I'm on the next page. What did, what did everybody have for dinner last night? What are, you, what are your big plans for this weekend? Or I'll say, hey, I got a book signing coming up Saturday if you're in Jacksonville. And it's, it's fun. And it's not just other authors. It's also a lot of readers. It's a lot of um, people that are just, you know, they love that day-to-day um, what you're doing. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. I mean, I had a conversation, somebody brand new jumped into the, into Twitch and was like, what's that bottle of alcohol behind you? And I was like, all right, well, this is Pappy Van Winkle. It's like a $3,000 bottle of bourbon that I bought when I signed a big contract. And, uh, well, how's it taste? And it was literally like 25, 30 minutes of us talking about bourbon and, uh, cause I collect bourbon and, uh, so that was kind of fun. You know, it's, you just you just don't know what's going to happen. And for me, it's it's good. It's good because um, you just, I get depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm home a lot by myself. I get uh, I, I get those days where I don't want to get out of bed, you know, and it's great to be able to just talk to people about random things. And so I think that's a lot of fun. Now, I know a lot of people who Twitch for video games anyway have have really monetized that platform. Are you doing anything like that, or is this? Yeah, just- so I, I make I make uh, I make some nickels and dimes here and there on it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely making money on it, and um, not huge dollars. Like I, there's people on there that I'll see they have like forty nine thousand people following them. Uh, some girl is is. Uh, playing a video game and and then you see her boobs in the bottom of the screen like those are there's a ton of those there's tons of people playing games that are making a ton of money um there's a lot of writers on there and there's more and more and we're always trying to find each other but uh yeah i'm making money every month on it it's but the good part is i'm making money and i'm i'm writing these stories i'm still doing my my 1096 a day so uh anytime i look at anything like i have a patreon and i put I, I write a chapter of two or three different books ongoing every month on there. And then some of these short stories. So again, it's the pressure of, okay, I have until this date to write this next chapter of this book. And, you know, I, I try not to do things that don't help long-term that don't help the career that don't help the brand. And I think uh, Patreon helps me. And again, it's your nickel and diamond. You're making like a hundred, 150 bucks a month, but I'm writing, books that I'm eventually going to sell. I'm writing short stories for that, that I'm eventually going to, I'm eventually going to sell. So it, it all works out. Um, all those little things. When I, when I first started, when I, when I met my wife now, um, almost 10 years ago, she said, how much money you, are you making? And I said, Oh, I do really, really good. I had no idea. And I only looked at Amazon. The only thing I looked at was how much am I making on Amazon? I'm like, well, I'm making like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks at this point. But then she's like, well, don't you have royalties coming in from, from publishers? I said, yeah, I get that. Well, don't you do book signings? Well, yeah, I do that. Well, don't you do – so she made this spreadsheet for me with everything, all the money coming in from all these places. And it's like, oh, well, I made a dollar fifty from this publisher this quarter. But then I made $550 from this publisher. And then I made 
you know, then I just signed this contract is $25,000, whatever it is. So once you, st I started adding all those uh, up, all those nickel and dimes, like, oh, I made, you know, a hundred dollars off of um, Twitch and I made $150 off of Patreon, like all those, those come up and then all those, hey, I still, I'm still selling anthologies. I'm still getting royalties from five years ago for $3 and $2 and whatnot, but there's a dozen of those. So I'm still making like 50 bucks just on those. So all those little nickel and dimes all add together. And all of a sudden I look at it, that total on the bottom, I say, I had a really good month, even though maybe I didn't hit a thousand dollars or more on Amazon. I still made several thousand dollars everywhere else. So, um, I've learned to look at the big picture <laughs> of, of all that. And Amazon is, while it's the main money coming in steady every month, it's not the only money coming in. And um, I, I've, I'm trying to, to tune myself to not go, Amazon is the be all end all for me. Got it. Uh, now, speaking of you know money and finances and all these different avenues, I think that's one of the biggest questions mo most authors struggle with is how do you get to a point where you can live solely off of your author income? So what are some of the things that you do to make that happen in terms of marketing, advertising, promotion? You know, I, I, I'm up right now, I'm spending about $500 a month on advertising. And that's Amazon ads, that's Facebook ads, that's, um, you know, Robin Reads, Read Freely, all of the all of the, the sites that you can use when a book is uh, free or is on sale. So I, I utilize all those and I layer ads. So anytime I get a book bub, uh, and I've gotten a couple of them uh, recently, I layer a bunch of other ads. I, I layer Facebook and Amazon and uh, BookBub ads, I layer all of those on top of one another over those few days. And I'm spending, you know, I just did a, a, the box set of my Dying Days zombie series. It's, it's all nine books and it goes for, it sells for $9.99. And it, I sell my crazy. And I said, you know what? I'm going to drop this to 99 cents for, for just for five days um, if I can get a BookBub ad. And I got a BookBub ad. Uh, off of it, or I got a bookbub deal, and so I layered about four hundred dollars on top of it, and it cost me three hundred ninety-six dollars. So I'm I'm out eight hundred dollars, and I've made I think at last count this was a couple months ago I think I've made about eighty-four hundred dollars in sales off of this book uh, since then, and it it was doing good. It was like you know. On Amazon, it was maybe like 125,000 in the rank, and it dropped all the way down to like I think 210 total on Amazon, something ridiculous like that. So I sold a lot of books on this box set. I, I immediately made that money back. I think in two days. Wow! And so for me, that was great. Now that doesn't always happen. A lot of times, like I just ran. A 99 cent sale. I did a book called uh, A Month of Duncan, which is a nonfiction book. I went to Dunkin' Donuts every day in October of 2019. And I had uh, something different from the menu, whether it was a drink or something to eat. And I talked to people that were also in there. I did interviews with random people. And I wrote every day. Well, I'm in a different Dunkin' Donuts every day from, uh, from Florida all the way up to um, Massachusetts and back. 
I had a couple of book signings uh, in that month. And that book sells really well. And I said, you know, what, let me drop this to 99 cents and, and I'll, do, uh, I'll do some ads. And it bombed. It did absolutely nothing. I spent about, about $200 on advertising over like three or four days and I got no sales on it. So you just don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crapshoot a lot of times. Uh, depends on what the genre is. It depends on what people are looking for. And uh, but I, I my my average is about five hundred dollars a month that I'm spending on uh, various uh, ads and stuff. And I'll add a new a new thing in here and there. And I talk to people. You know, a buddy of mine, uh, Daniel Volpe, just did a Spotify ads for his book. So I'm waiting for some feedback on that to see if if that's an angle that's worth pursuing. Thank you for listening to the PenPodcast.com, produced by Pen for Hire. Social media isn't about simply posting links to your book multiple times on a day on every platform you can think of. It is a complex process that takes time and strategy, as well as content and purpose. Creating and managing social media campaigns can feel like a full-time job, especially if you don't already love doing it. Don't wait until your book is done to think about how to tell the world about it. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview. I love that. I mean, podcasts are really one of the largest sources of reach these days, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you could do the Facebook ad thing, but I, I feel like that has gotten very saturated. Yeah, it's it's a it's very hard to crack and the algorithms are ridiculous. So you, you could put out, I could put an ad today on Amazon and sell 500 books. And then tomorrow that ad gets turned off by them for some, you know what I mean? So you really don't know. Whereas you're coming on a podcast, these episodes are evergreen. You know, you're advertising on a podcast. You're, you're, you're having an interview on a podcast. And I mentioned two or three of my books already. Somebody five years from now, could could listen to this episode and and go oh okay and and pull up Amazon while they're listening and and buy a book so you just you don't know you don't know what's out there you know that's the fun like I have a book signing coming up Saturday at a, a bookstore that I've I've done several times it's their fiftieth anniversary the store's been there for fifty years in Jacksonville and um, I might sell one book I might sell a hundred books I have no idea but a lot of times just talking to people and handing out your business card and your bookmarks down the line. They say, Hey, I saw you last year at this event and I just picked up this book and now I'm reading a dozen of your books. So you, you just don't know. You're, you're not selling individual books. You're selling yourself. You know, you're selling your, yourself. I can come on here and just go buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Nobody's going to listen. You know, the, the goal is for somebody to go, who is this guy? What's all this crap behind him? Why is he wearing a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon shirt and this hat on backwards? This old man, and uh, maybe they're gonna they're gonna look on my Amazon or they're gonna go to my website or or they're gonna follow me on Twitch, whatever, and that's gonna sell books long term. And that's what you you really I think a lot of authors, new authors, don't realize. You're not you might not sell a book today but you might have a potential reader that you've talked to today that you've, that you've, you've worked with. And that person, if you have a hundred books, that person is going to blow through all of your books over the next say two years or three years. And that's 
that's what you're looking for. You know, I see those guys at books book signings that are dragging people to their table and they're like bullying them into you like dragons and they're dragging you over and they're they're yelling at you until somebody's like, here's ten dollars, go away. And I'm like, that's that person is never gonna read that book, and that person is never gonna gonna read anything from you. They're gonna remember you as that obnoxious person who 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 took ten dollars from them, you know, where I'm I'm in front of my table just talking to people. And uh, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I got books. And then w- w- you you have a normal conversation. What do you what do you like to read? Whatever. And if I don't sell a book, still give them a bookmark, still give them a business card, and you send them on their way. And you hope that they don't throw your business card away. And you hope that at some point they go, hey, I remember that guy was writing crime thriller uh, books, and they're set in Jacksonville Beach, and we're in Jacksonville. And let me let me check out the first one. You know, and and I get a lot of those emails. I love that. I love when they go, "Hey, I saw you two months ago," and then I I was on Amazon and I saw your book and I bought it. You know, and and it's because I was just normal and not pushy with them. Absolutely, you you are your brand. Yeah, and you're you're branded at all times online. That's why I always say to people, I mentor a few different authors, and I say to them. No religion, no politics, no arguing, no negative crap online. If you're going to do that, make a fake Twitter account and and be an asshole somewhere else. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the bottom line. Because you are now a celebrity, you are now a public persona, and you have to show them who you are at all times. And not the, and you don't have to create this fake persona. But for me, it's like over the years, I collect bourbon. I like uh, Funko Pops. I collect comic books. I collect Red Sox baseball cards. You know, like you, you, you show everybody who you are, and you kind of, you kind of exploit that of of people who know the things that I like and the things that I do. And there's that bonding where on Twitch, it's always uh, everybody's always. Did you use the hibachi last night? Because my wife bought me a hibachi a couple months ago, and I absolutely love cooking on it. So I'm like, yeah, we're doing we're doing uh, uh, Philly cheesesteaks tonight on the hibachi, you know, and that's what we'll talk about. And then they'll give me, hey, you know, you should try this or have you ever have you ever done this? And somebody gave me a really nice uh, uh, way to make uh, French toast on it. So it's it's just, you know, fun and it's engaging with people and it's having normal conversations. I'm talking with people about making French toast or the best way to make fried rice on a hibachi, not. Um, hey, did you buy my book yet? What did you think? Can you leave a review for me? Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Uh, what kind of hibachi did she get you? Uh, we went to uh, Sam's Club. So it's like the stand-up is like the $200, $250 uh, one. It's pretty, co- it's pretty cool. We always go to the Japanese steakhouses and stuff. And I always like, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to do the, I want to do the onion volcano. You know, I want to, I want to do, uh, I want to do all that. So, and then she's so a couple months ago. She's like, you know what? Let's just get it and uh, and we put it together and had to go through all this stuff. And we immediately made rice and shrimp and scallops and chicken and uh, steak on it. And we use it probably twice a week now. We just did we just did French toast um, the other day on it. So uh, I enjoy it. And the problem is now I can't make cheesesteak other than on the hibachi because it cooks out all of the water and everything and it just it browns it real nice where you really can't do that too much 
on the stove. Interesting. Yeah, I've had my eye on this like hibachi a thing that goes on top of your stove, so it turns your right. stove into hibachi. Yeah, yeah. My my parents uh, had one of those, and it, it works. Those work pretty good. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing like making your own fried rice on a, on a hibachi. And we've done hash browns, and we've done I've done scrambled eggs, and we've done a lot of different uh, a lot of different things on there over the last couple of months. So we, we keep finding more. I do a thing called uh, coming up in the middle of next month called MondoCon, where I invite. We've done it. We did it last year. This is the second year where I invite authors to come and stay at our house for like three or four days for a weekend, and all we do is write. Not all we do, but that's basically the focus. We're not going out anywhere. We're not doing anything. We basically, everybody gets a spot in the house. Five authors um, sleep here, and then we invite local authors to come in as well. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, from 9 to 5, we're writing. And in the meantime, my wife is my wife cooks uh, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everybody. She loves it. She loves. She's very Southern, so she loves the big group of people. So we'll have like 10 people here uh, for those days. Uh, but this year we're going to do, because I got the hibachi, so we're going to do, um, I'm going to do rice and uh, and vegetables and all that one night, show off my uh, my volcano making skills. And then uh, for the Sunday morning, we're going to do uh, the breakfast. So we're going to do uh, French toast and all that. So it, it'll be, a, it'll be a lot of fun and we get a lot of writing and we're doing, you know, you're doing 15, 20,000 words in over the weekend because you you can't walk off and go take a nap without somebody yelling at you. You know, you gotta sit, sit your butt down in that chair and, and let's work nine to 12. You're we're working at one o'clock after lunch till five o'clock we're working and then we'll pull out the alcohol and then we'll, my wife will make the big dinner and uh, we just hang out and uh, we'll, we'll, we record a couple of episodes of our podcast. We'll do it at the same time. Cause my, my uh, co-host will be here for the weekend. So, we get a lot of work in, and but we get a lot of uh, stuff that you know, long term for the career as well. I love it. That's such a great concept. Another way to build community, um, Armand. I just realized we we've had such an amazing conversation. I've lost track of time. Uh, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. So your website, your Twitch, um, your Amazon page. G- give them everything. Everything is on uh, ArmandRosamilia.com. You can find all my stuff there. Twitch, just look up Armand Rosamilia. I am uh, very active on there, like I said, three days a week at least. Sometimes when I am hit a deadline, I need to go on an extra day or two. And uh, Twitter is Armand Author. That's probably where I'm mostly on every day. So those are the, uh, those are the big ones. But find me. Send me an email. Make a comment. Uh, play around with me. It's, it's, uh, it's, fun, meeting, it's fun meeting new people. I love it. So for everyone listening, definitely head over to Armand's Twitter, Armand's um, Twitch. I uh, I think I might have to pop over there myself because there's something just uncanny about someone writing on screen in front of <laughs> others. Um, yeah. It's such a personal process. So please follow Armand, buy his books. Uh, if you start reading them today, it sounds like you'll never catch up because he's going to put them out quicker than you can read them. I uh, 200 cool. releases at this point. That's incredible. Uh, So definitely support Armand and his work. We appreciate you tuning into the show. Um, Any questions for me, or if you want to direct anything to Armand through me, Matt at Pen for Hire NYC. 
We greatly appreciate you tuning in as always. And Armand, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks. It was a lot of fun, man. My pleasure. <laughs>